Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good morning, everybody. So that last line, uh, everybody, in our second reading today, and the one who sat on the throne said, see, I make all things new. I don't know about you, but uh, in my mind, that's got to be the best line in the whole Bible, right? Old or New Testament. I don't know if any of you remember Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ, but in that movie, he made brilliant, brilliant use of this line. Remember the scene where Jesus, by this point, he's bloodied and beaten and brutalized, right? As he kind of stumbles through the streets of Jerusalem under the weight of the cross. And we see Mary, his mother, we see her looking on helplessly. And as Jesus begins to fall under the cross, in her mind, Mary flashes back to a time when he was a young boy and playing on some steps. And he trips and he crashes to the pavement. And so Mary, she races to pick him up and comfort him. And in the scene, just as she reaches out to pick him up, we flash back to the present, right, to Jerusalem, and we see Jesus crash once again. And Mary, just as she did years ago, she races to him, and she pushes through the soldiers, and you can see the agony on her face. And Jesus looks at her and sees this, and he reaches out to her before the soldiers can pull her back, and he says to her, Amma, Amma, see, I make all things new. And he picks up his cross, and he sets his face towards Calvary, and he staggers on. Friends, that's how the kingdom comes, through bearing the cross, and that's how the world is being renewed in God's often very mysterious and very hidden way, the cross. That's God's, maybe we could say that's God's master tactic against which the forces of hell are powerless. Sometimes I think we forget the real story in which we're living. Right? In his letter to the Ephesians, St. Paul reminds us, he says, brothers and sisters, remember, we're not fighting against people made of flesh and blood. We're fighting against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world, those wicked spirits in the heavenly realms. So that's the real context of our lives, you guys. Really, it's a battle, a deadly serious battle, though most of the time we don't see that. And that's also the reason why in God's eyes, our lives, your life in particular, has meaning and purpose. We might even say deadly serious purpose, no matter how ordinary. Because we're not just bystanders in this battle, but soldiers. And like Jesus, our Lord, our chief weapon, too, is the cross. Every once in a while, I think it's important to be reminded of that because it's so easy to slip into thinking about faith in terms of like a refuge, right? So we think of faith as comfort, faith as consolation, faith as peace, faith as strength to get through, faith as a refuge from the world or from our struggles uh, in our lives. And that's not all wrong. But we forget that Jesus himself said, don't think that I've come to bring peace to the earth. I've not come to bring peace, but a sword. So Jesus, he wasn't a helpless victim. 
He came on a mission. And that mission was to batter down the walls of Satan's kingdom, to undermine his reign, and to set free all of those held captive by his lies. And so too, for all of us gathered here today, we're not just helpless refugees. We're raiders. And every time we die to ourselves, every time we pray for an enemy, every time we forgive, every time we meet anger or adversity with courage and civility and charity, every time we greet the cross, no matter what that looks like in our lives, with trust and patience and determination, offering it to the Lord, claiming his strength, you guys, the battle is on and God's kingdom goes forward. So church isn't just a refuge, my friends. It's a raid on the enemy kingdom designed to undermine his power. Now that can kind of sound sort of lofty. Let me, let me give you kind of an example, rather a stark example. So every once in a while, Father Dave says something worth listening to in a homily. Um, Brett. I don't mean that. <laughs> I'm already hurting today, remember? <laughs> Offer it up, Father. <laughs> so during Holy Week this year, Father Dave told this story uh, of the Carmelite martyrs of Compiègne, France. So the story goes like this. In July of 1794, the reign of terror had been raging through France for about nine months, and priests and religious especially were being hunted down and accused of treason and condemned to the guillotine, often without even a trial. So in this town of Compiègne, 16 Carmelite sisters were arrested and imprisoned as enemies of the state, apparently because of their consecration to Christ and the way they lived their lives, choosing to live apart from the world in order to pray for the world. Apparently the state had deemed this to be not only unacceptable and unreasonable, but even dangerous behavior, as odd as that might sound to us. Well, on July 17th, these sisters were tried and condemned and sentenced to death. Now, they knew this was coming, so they had accepted their fate, and by the grace of God, they offered their lives and their deaths for the conversion and the peace of France. So right after the trial, they were immediately taken to the town center, where a frenzied mob awaited them. But interestingly, as they entered the square, the mob grew silent. Because unlike most who were condemned, these 16 women, they didn't resist, they didn't plead, they didn't wail, they didn't reproach the crowd. They didn't curse their handlers. They didn't curse their country. Instead, they sang. They sang, come Holy Spirit. And they sang it with a dignity and a serenity that one onlooker said made them, they made them look more like brides presenting themselves for their marriage than like prisoners. So they were brought to the guillotine one by one, starting with the youngest. But before mounting the platform, each one paused and knelt before their mother superior and then asked this, permission to die, mother? And each time she looked at them and she said, go, my daughter. The mother superior herself was the last to be killed. So the people of Compiègne, they looked on in utter silence at all of this. And there was no raucous celebration like there typically would have been. And if you remember how I said that they decided to offer their lives and their deaths, for the conversion in the peace of France. Well, would you believe 10 days later, July 27th, the revolutionary government fell and the reign of terror ended. It's a powerful example. You guys, this world isn't our home. We belong to another world and another era, an era that's coming, but not yet here. 
And yet, even now, we get glimpses. Even now, it breaks in. And every time we ourselves are able to meet adversity or misfortune or misunderstanding or even hostility with patience and trust and forgiveness and the strength that comes from God, Jesus' victory spreads a little further. We don't fight alone. God fights with us, and he can make a way even when we don't see a way. And in the end, nothing and no one can stand against our God. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.